Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Jacinia, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to this. Are you? I would imagine at this point, you have probably been bombarded with questions. You're probably Mm -hmm. doing the rounds. Or is this been like at all fun for you or are you over it? Um, I think in the beginning, it was definitely fun. I think when you go through a really unique experience, you kind of look forward to everyone else experiencing that as well, you know, in terms of the viewers. And of course, when you're away filming for so long, you are ready to kind of see the final package, you know, but I think obviously after the last episode, um, there was a lot going on. And I think it was really difficult to kind of relive it and to now have to talk about it again um, and do a little recap. I think that's definitely the the most difficult part. Was this, I mean, we're going to dive into the details a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've been asked a plethora of questions. I really just want to know 
more of how you like where you are at and all of this. This at all after watching it back, has it at all gone how you hoped it would? Um, was this at all what you were expecting out of Paradise? Um, in, in some ways, yes, but in most ways, no. I knew going into Paradise, I would have fun. You know, I, I knew that. I would probably see friends there. I would obviously have the opportunity to find love, that kind of thing. Those are all things that I was definitely looking forward to. And I think that in a lot of ways I got to experience. Um, But then of course, like how it all pans out, it's not something that you expect. Like you do have high hopes for this experience. Um, So for it to not work out the way I would have hoped it would, um, at least up to where we're at right now, obviously is disappointing. Yeah, I bet. Well, if I'm, if I uh, have read up right with you, you were a Bachelor fan um, going into your time on the show. You know, is that true? No. So I had only watched Peter's season um, as soon as we, like, the pand- pandemic started. Okay. That's kind of like what a show was, what show was on. And I remember just like, okay, my friends for years have been obsessed with this show. We're on lockdown. I need something to watch. So I watched Peter's season, and that was my first introduction um, into The Bachelor. Okay. Well, then, did your friends sign you up then for this? Or did you? No. Okay. It's funny because I remember it was like, I got lucky during the pandemic. I did lose my job, which obviously was a huge hit to Mm -hmm. just who I am as a person. I put place a lot of value into what I'm doing with my life, especially with work. So I was having a hard time, but I got lucky and got a job like two weeks later. And I remember leading up to my start date, I was just like, so in my head about what I've got going on in my life. And I figured, you know what, why do I just sign up for the bachelor. Let's see if it goes anywhere. So I personally wasn't expecting it to go anywhere because I knew they choose from literally hundreds of thousands of women. So I wasn't expecting much. Um, but that was really kind of what, what started it. Well, I, I I can speak for all of us and say, we're glad that you got chosen. We're we're happy that you're there. So, so you ended up on the show. I think that's a great reason to go on, uh, just to shake life up a bit. You know, that's why I did it just to see if, if it can add a cool new story, if it can happen to work, if it doesn't work, maybe it just gets you the little push forward that you need. And so then mm-hmm. after your time on on The Bachelor, were you expecting to get the call from Paradise or was that surprising? Um, I want to say it was a little surprising only because they had a year off from Paradise. Mm. Oh, yeah. So that meant that they had quite a lot of people to choose from, from not only Peter's season, but also Matt's. And of course, Katie's was just coming up. Um, so there was a lot going on. And then yeah. of course, Tisha and Claire of it all, like there was a lot. So I was like, well, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. If it doesn't, it's fine. Like I still had this unique experience with The Bachelor, you know, so I wasn't, I didn't have my heart quite set on it, but I knew that if I were to go, it would have been a fun experience. And regardless of it, I was looking forward to it or I would have been excited for my friends. I always had this with me personally. I was at this weird like desire to be in paradise. I didn't know if I would do it well, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I, when I watch it, I'm like, this looks like a ton of fun, especially if my buddies <laughs> yeah. are there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would have to say that's kind of what was my thought process leading up to it. Cause once the phone calls started happening, that's when I really had to get into this mindset of, okay, hypothetically, if yeah. I go, you know, what could happen? What would be the experience be like? And I was always told it's far more relaxed than The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Not as uptight, I guess. I always consider like Bachelor and Bachelorette is a little more black tie versus, yeah. 
you know, paradise, you're out on vacation with your friends, you know? So I liked that angle to it. And I did want to be in a more relaxed setting because the bachelor was just nerves on high at all times. So I was looking forward to that potentially. Okay. So you end up getting the call for paradise. You show up to paradise. Is there anybody, I'm assuming then you don't really know who is going to be coming down the stairs. You have ideas maybe, but you don't know exactly who's going to be coming down, right? Right. So we have ideas. I think the thing with this industry is that a lot of things happen last minute. Like nothing's locked in until you have literally a flight, for example, to go. So um, we could have our ideas if you could be going, that kind of thing. Even theories were floating around of who could be going, that kind of situation. But you really never know who's there until their feet hit the beach. And I think we all know we go through a quarantine process, that kind of thing. And some people didn't even show up to the beach because things just didn't Uh, pan out that way. So you really never know who's actually showing up. So then how do uh, I'm so far removed now. I don't know. People don't add the engaged dude uh, onto these text threads much anymore. But (laughs) like, how are these information like how is this information being passed along? Are you guys texting like, oh, I think they're coming. Oh, I've kind of got called because like you said, I even knew when I was the bachelor that some like women were going to be there that never showed up because they were like reserves. They showed up to the like mm-hmm. to the to hotel, yeah. but they never came to the mansion. So even if somebody's like, I got my flight to Mexico, they could go to Mexico <laughs> quarantine and then never show up to the beach. So yeah. how is this information being passed along? Well, I mean, you also know that when we're when we arrive, our phones are taken. So um. there's no form of communication for any of us as soon as we arrive there. So whether some of us said yeah we're going or we're not that doesn't mean we're going to see them you know yeah yeah it's just interesting because i mean i think that brings like a perspective when you watch the show back and -hmm. people are you know i mean this season's been full of the oh they were waiting for this person or they were waiting for this person the truth is you don't fully know they're going to be there like you just can't Mm -hmm. guarantee it so you can wait you can play along but you don't know so okay who were you hoping though to see walk down those stairs um at the beach I had an idea of some people that I wanted to meet based off of impressions, whether it was from what I had seen on the show or some, for example, Chris, who I had seen in person at one point during like a group setting. So I remember thinking, okay, well, hypothetically, if some of these people were to go, of course, I would be open to getting to know them. Now, the way it panned out for me was Ivan being someone who I was interested, interested in seeing was there from day one along as as, as I was. Mm. So it was very easy for us to kind of like link together and get to know each other and spend time together and kind of be, um, I guess like a couple, um, it, at the beginning of paradise. But as we know, every week, more people join every other week, it's women, every other week it's men. So it's really at that point, that's when it's wild cards essentially. So you don't know who's really showing up or who you would even be open to meeting for me personally. I always say this, whether it was Chris or not, I, if someone expressed interest in me, and based off of the conversation I had with them, I would be interested in getting to know them more. If they asked me on the date, I would have gone on the date, you know? So I don't think, I think a lot of people had this misconception that, that, oh, like she was waiting for Ivan. And it's like, well, I, I, first of all, I don't wait for anybody. <laughs> Second mm-hmm. of all, it's like, how was I ever going to know who was going to show up on the beach if I didn't know if they were there a hundred percent or not, or if they were even going to show up, even if they were there. Mm-hmm. So the way I approached it was any guy who's open to getting to know me and their first impression was a good one for me, then of course I'd be open to getting to know them. And I was just an open book about that the whole time. It didn't really matter who it was. So, I mean, 
So you're just excited to meet anybody. Like it was like, hey, I'm just if somebody walks down the stairs and they're into it, like I'm at least gonna explore it. Does that get awkward? Um to like, okay, you know, for your situation, like you're talking to Ivan and like it's very, very yeah. casual. You're just gonna know him, right? You guys are just hanging out. And but like there's interest, like you're you're flirting. Mm-hmm. And then somebody comes down, they're like, hey, I want to take you on a date. And Ivan's like probably sitting beside you at this point. Like, is it get <laughs> weird? Like, how do you, in your mind, what do you, like, how do you even get, like, in your mind, what's going, like, what's going through your head as that happens? Um, I think the biggest thing that goes through my head is not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings. Because I think if there's one thing that's so important about paradise, or just in life in general, let's be real, is to have open communication with those that you're closest to. So Ivan and I had already talked about the possibility of me or him being asked out on a date while we were in paradise. And we had already kind of like established a what if situation. So of course, like me being asked on a date by Chris, like he kind of already knew that, yeah, she's going to go on that date. But so there wasn't really like any type of like hard feelings. There was always a clear line that we had between us. Um, and so, but that doesn't take away that I felt bad about it. You know, I really liked Ivan and it is hurtful when there's people who are like, oh, well, you know, you dumped him so quickly and this and that. And it's like, I had a sit down heart to heart with him prior to going on a date as well as after. Because obviously the point of going on these dates, it's figuring out, you know, where the connections might be stronger. And when I arrived, I sat down with Ivan and I had that conversation with him. Um, So yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing to navigate. And I think even if you tread as lightly as possible, someone's feelings are still gonna get hurt. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Jana Kramer. The iHeartRadio Music Festival is back. Join us for the official iHeartRadio Music Festival pre-show podcast hosted by me, Jana Kramer. It's going to be a blast and we will have all your favorite celebrities and artists joining, such as Chrissy Metz, Debbie Gibson, Joey McIntyre, Donny Osmond, 98 Degrees, Teddy Mellencamp, and so many more. Get your tickets today at onlocationlive.com. Let's get lucky. <laughs> You know, you were out of the, uh, I'm just interested. You were out of the, the franchise for a bit and mm. now you're back in it. And no matter what, you're going to get your mm. people who have very strong opinions 
about yeah. things that you've done. How is how is that uh, affecting you now that you've kind of been seasoned? You've had it. You've gone on the show. You've had like a year to kind of like mentally rebuild and kind of get some like grit and some calluses to some of the things people say. Yeah. Now you're back on paradise. People have opinions about you. How are you doing with that? I think the first round, I will say I definitely struggled with it because obviously who I am as a person is very private. So this was totally out of my comfort zone, but it was something that I was willing to explore just to one, find love and two, to put myself out there, kind of like get myself outside of my comfort zone as many of us have, you know, the same goal for ourselves. Um, And I knew going into paradise, it would be the same scenario all over again. Uh, So it did take me a while to decide for sure if I was going. I had gotten the phone call, but it was still something that I felt that, you know, I need a few more days to let it marinate before I decide. Um, Because I, you know, on TV, your feelings, your emotions are like on full display. Mm. And that's what's so difficult about navigating this franchise or just TV in general, I guess, when there's an audience their opinions are always going to trump whatever actually happened. I feel people are going to perceive things differently. Things are going to be misconstrued or there's going to be miscommunication, that kind of thing. So that was something that I was the most concerned about because you only get to see very small fractions of what's going on and it's all pieced together. There are a lot of other things that people don't get to see. So for example, in my case, people swore up and down that I didn't talk to Ivan before I went on the date. We did talk. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then obviously when things are pieced together to push a story forward, people are are only going to make up little theories to fill in those empty spots. And I think that's essentially what's bugged me the most now is people's theories that are just so far off base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting over the years, you know, it's been five years for me, but over (laughs) the years I've, yeah, those things affect you though, because you feel like people are creating a narrative that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, I, I want to ask one more question about your experience, and then I, you're off the hot, hot seat, and I want to ask you some things going on in paradise that you can help break down with me. But we had a uh, mm-hmm. Connor B on um, just a few weeks ago, and he mentioned that he wrote a song for you. Um, yeah, that's true. Then you, you've heard. Yeah. Um, what was this song about? Like, can you explain it to me? And then also like, how did it make you feel? So he and I bonded over murder podcasts. Oh, great. Um, That's why the song is called like perfect murder. Um, And the, honestly, I have to just commend him just as who he is as a person, as someone who's very creative, he expresses himself in a really unique way. Um, And he's incredibly talented and it showed through his various songs, but that one in particular, one, I've never had someone write me a song before. And two, for it to hit so, so beautifully. I mean, I really, I teared up even when he sang it to me. So it's like, okay, wow, this guy is, is something special. Um, but that in itself was like such a unique experience because I never anticipated that happening, obviously going into paradise, but I very much appreciate it. Was it romantic at all? Like, was there any romantic connection there? There was um, some romantic connection there. Um, he had expressed a few times, you know, that he felt some type of way about me. And I mean, I liked him too. I thought he was great as well. But I had obviously so much going on, like with Ivan and even, you know, if, if anything, I was actually trying so hard to avoid love triangles. But yeah. I, failed at that, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But okay, I did. I lied to you. I said you're off the hot seat. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. <laughs> if you could 
without the whole like I don't have regrets in life thing because I think that's fine okay. and that's great. But if you could like redo paradise mm-hmm. and like re go about this thing, would there be any new like would you have said yes to any dates or no to any dates? Like if it would Connor have been more in the like your consideration, like what would you have done differently? to make this work so that you could have avoided that love triangle that you couldn't have avoided. It just Mm -hmm. seems to happen without you doing anything about it. Right. Right. So, um, I think there are two things I probably would have done differently. I think that I probably would have with Ivan and I, I think it was still early on for me to feel like, okay, I'm totally locked in, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I sometimes do wonder what if I gave us like another week? What if I gave it a few more days for us to really figure it out spend more time with him, that kind of thing. So that's one scenario. Second scenario would be Connor is the kind of person is the kind of guy that I've never dated before. So I feel like if I had given him more of an opportunity, then perhaps I would have seen other sides to him kind of unfold that, that kind of thing. But at the same time, I don't think there was that much time for us to figure it out because he sang the song to me at the night of a rose ceremony. So it was hard to navigate that for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I really appreciate your, uh, your honesty here and it's, it has been uh, enjoyable watching your journey uh, and watching paradise um, <laughs> this season. We've, we've really liked it. And as I'm laid up here in a chair, it's about <laughs> all I have to look forward to these days. Um, yeah. But all right. So, Couple questions, not about you as much, but you were there, so we want your expert opinion. Uh, you and Natasha, as you just mentioned, were both in like love triangles. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think either of you necessarily wanted to be in a love triangle. It wasn't something that you found enjoyable, but you both found yourself there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brendan and Piper one is all the talk right now. Everybody has really strong opinions about it. Um, how did you, as you were in paradise, how did you think they handled that situation? And how Brendan and Piper handled it or yeah. just yeah you, Brendan and Piper yeah. so here's the thing is we obviously there was talks of them even prior to paradise yeah. and I always knew this is going to definitely play out in paradise like there's just no avoiding it you know and I remember at that time there was talks that Piper said she what like Natasha mentioned recently that Piper said she wasn't going because she apparently couldn't get off work uh. Yet she's walking down the steps to the beach. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, if obviously based off of what we've seen played out, those intimate conversations that Brendan and Piper had were not conversations that anyone on that beach was aware of. Brendan was telling Natasha one thing. We were observing another thing. Like we kind of could see, okay, like, oh, wow. Like they finally had their first kiss after being there for as long as they were. So we're thinking, oh, maybe they are progressing just a lot slower than others. And that's okay. People go at their own pace. But then to see the conversations that Brennan and Piper were having, it's like, I was so taken aback by the things that they were saying. It's almost like, you know, it's taboo to talk about followers. Why do you think it makes sense to have that conversation on mic. And you know that even if cameras aren't pointed at you, there are cameras installed. So I was very surprised that that wasn't even a thought going across their minds in that moment, which is why to me, it appears as though is they are so, and I don't want to say this in a way to shade them in any way, but it's like that lack of self-awareness in that moment was very apparent. 
But what I did not particularly like was that it was at Natasha's expense, who, as I got to, I had met her for the first time in paradise. I really was liking her. I liked having conversations with her. I loved how she was in a group setting. She's really funny, great energy. I didn't appreciate that because they were talking down about someone who I personally, you know, would speak highly of as, as I am now. So it wasn't fun to see that play out. And it definitely made it very clear that they were playing with her feelings. And that's obviously something that should never be okay in any situation. And which is why I think the separation between what happened with me, Chris and Alana and her, Brendan and Piper is at least Chris and Alana weren't talking crap about me behind my back. You know what I mean? Like that's the biggest difference is at least they didn't, they at least held me up to that much of amount of respect where they didn't have anything bad to say about me. Versus Brennan and Piper shouldn't have had anything bad to say about Natasha. The only reason why she was annoying to them was because she was trying to get down to the truth of what was going on. And she had a right to. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bethany Joy Lenz. I'm Hillary Burton Morgan. And I'm Sophia Bush. And we are doing a virtual event in September in honor of One Tree Hill Day, September 23rd. OTH Day for the OTH fam. And this podcast family is going to be benefiting Kind Campaign with this event. They work to end bullying in schools, and we just love them. That's right. The drama queens are so excited to hang out with you guys on our very special day. So all the information is going to go up on loopedlive.com. There is more information coming soon. That's L-O-O-P-E-D live.com. The drama queens are coming to you live from the iconic Beverly Hilton Hotel. That's loopedlive.com for tickets. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of this is like new to you. When you're on the beach, you don't know. I mean, like you said, these are private conversations. Like you didn't know all no. this was happening. So as you watch this back, you are, I mean, everybody already had very strong opinions probably at the beach about Brendan and Piper. We saw the confrontation and, and we kind of saw those yeah. like things happening. But now that you watch it back, do you feel like even more validating those? Is it shocking to you? Is it like, like, does it make you angry? How do you feel about it? I mean, it's, Shocking because I don't think anything like this has happened before. Not not that I can recall anyway. Um, But it's also shocking because 
you would think that in a situation, in an environment where people are emotional, people are supposed to be, you know, wearing their hearts on their sleeves, Mm -hmm. you would think that people would be more sensitive to that, that people would be gracious towards those who they are directly affecting. And I don't believe that Brendan or Piper were that way towards Natasha. Yeah, it fires you up. Makes my, uh, just, there's so much about this show that just brings out a side of me I don't like. Um, but we did see, you know, Same. yeah, it's so wild. I watch them just like, you can't be doing this. Well, uh, Jacinia, final question for you. So as you both were, like you and Natasha both uh, had a, a similar like thing happening in Paradise, did you lean on each other for support at all? Or did you have support from people around you? Did you, did you feel like on the beach? Um, I think obviously what we saw was essentially the whole beach kind of like rallying up behind me, which if I'm honest, I, I don't know if I anticipated that I knew that I could rely on them if I wanted to sit and chat or if I wanted to just like vent that kind of thing. Um, but to be quite frank, I think that the whole situation, especially the one with Chris, for example, um, everyone kind of thinks that, Oh, the only reason why they went after Chris or whatever is because, of this one thing that happened at the party, which yes, even Chris has apologized to me and he admits that it was messed up, that he could have handled it better. Um, That wasn't the only reason. I think I would say there was a bit of a laundry list of other reasons why the guys felt some type of way about Chris. It wasn't something directly affecting, directly to do with me. It was just kind of like a culmination of random instances that they felt a little put off by. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, that altercation, what honestly was supposed to be a conversation turned a little bit into something else, but, um, that was something that we had discussed there as well, but that, you know, wasn't aired, but I think that for me, the way I see it is the whole Chris and Alana situation didn't have to go as far as it did. I feel, I think that there was a lot of miscommunication, but most importantly, there was just a lack of awareness in the sense that had Chris approached me at the party rather than avoided me the whole night, Mm -hmm. had he said, listen, because I remember in the episode, he literally says the moment he saw Alana, he felt some type of way. If that's the case, that's the moment where you pull me aside and you say, Hey, I feel like this. This is what I'm thinking. I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to see if that's anything fine. That's okay. Because at least I knew that he was holding my feelings in high regard and felt that he needed to handle things a certain way to make sure that I at least was aware of it versus avoiding me the entire night after he talked to Alana. And I was the one who had to go towards him and talk to him, but it was frustrating because it's not like we could be anywhere quiet and private where we could have that intimate conversation and close that chapter. Instead, it was around other people. It was a lot of music playing. It was hard to navigate that. And I think that's ultimately what kind of uh, hurt me the most. Yeah, I I could imagine that was a tough thing to watch. Now, and I, I get an idea, but what was it like? So you said there's a few things like a laundry list of things that the guys were upset about. Do you mind sharing any of those? Like, what kind of behaviors were they were they fe- like frustrated with? Um, I think there was there was a point where um, Ivan had mentioned how he, you know, Chris would discuss a lot about social media and such. And listen, I'm going to mm. be completely honest with you. I think that social media is a given. Yeah. Um, we're on a public platform at this point. Followers is something that's bound to happen, but it's kind of like a, you know, that's not something you talk about Yeah. much less on camera when you're mic'd. Um, 
So obviously those were things, conversations that the guys were having with, with Chris. So I wouldn't know all of the details for that. So I can't speak on it too much. Um, but I think it's just like that and a few other things that I think because it wasn't aired, it's not something that I can really dive into. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's always worth asking. It's always interesting. There's always stuff happening behind the scenes. Uh, social media seems to be a common topic these days when it comes to paradise. Um, are you and Chris, uh, like, have you spoken? Are you guys good? Uh, I haven't spoken to Chris. Um, he did reach out to me a little after paradise. Um, once we were all home and he did apologize. He did admit that he, you know, could have handled it better, which I appreciated. And, you know, I let him know, like, I honestly, I don't want to hold any resentment towards you. Like, it's fine. I appreciate you reaching out that kind of thing. Um, and Alana even had reached out to me, oh. although I personally, I mean, I appreciated her apologizing to me, but I remember after the fact feeling like I didn't think she actually owed me one mm. only because towards the end of it, I was starting to question if she really had any idea of what was going on. You know, it felt so like she had literally just arrived and left. Like it wasn't like she was there long enough to really know what was happening. Um, so part of me does feel like perhaps she didn't have much to do with anything, but obviously, I mean, I, I don't know what their conversations are like. I can't just like assume, but I actually did reach out to her recently just to say, you know, obviously when you play, when you watch something play out, when conversations are emotionally charged, things are bound to go a little off the walls. And so I remember watching back and seeing how I had completely cut her off and disregarded her. And I was honestly very embarrassed by that Mm. because I was so focused on how I was feeling that in that moment, I just disregarded what she had to say. And it didn't feel like she had anything else to add because what was done was done, you know, but I do feel, I did feel like I, I think a lot of things could have been avoided had I let her speak to perhaps hear her side and see if maybe there was some kind of missing piece that none of us, you know, could find. Um, so I did reach out to her and apologize to her for that. And so, but yeah, I think all in all, like I, it was a sticky situation and I think certain things could have played out differently. I also am aware of certain people, not anything to do with Chris, myself or Alana, are people that I, I personally don't think that I, I really want to be associated with anymore. Cause I think they, they were part of what kind of fueled the, the fire a bit. Yeah. Well, I hope personally, um, that you can find a way to enjoy, uh, the last, you know, few moments of, of having these conversations. Uh, it was a pleasure to watch you on television. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thanks for, for chatting for a bit, for hanging Thanks. out. Um, and uh, and a- I'm going to speak for Ashley here, who is on a flight right now, so not. But uh, yeah. yeah, big big fans of you uh, and watching your experience. So uh, thanks for coming on Almost Famous Podcast. We all appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.